Hi everyone, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to the next Tremendous Leadership series of podcasts, and the first one is on one of the functions of followership. Have you ever said, I hate my job or this place stinks? Well, I'm here to remind you that work is not a four-letter word, and so you're going to want to be sure and tune into the first function of followership, which is learning to get excited about your work. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thanks so much for listening in as we talk about learning to get excited about your work. Again, as I said, this is the first law of leadership from my father's book, Life is Tremendous. And then I'm going to do the flip side of that, the first function of followership, which is also the follower side of learning to get excited about your work, because it takes both sides of the fence learning to get excited about their work to make an organization truly tremendous. So a lot of times we grow up thinking that if we just really, really work hard, that we will then be successful. And my father would always laugh and say, show me anybody that says that, and I'll show you an idiot. And it's like, wait a minute, dad, you teach us to work hard. And yes, hard work is really important. But my father also said, if you work your fingers to the bone, all you get is bony fingers. So work in and of itself is not the end all to end all. You can't just work, you have to really learn how to get excited about your work. And that's a really, really different thing. You've got a lot of people that are just showing up, punching the clock, just counting the hours until they get to retirement. And so they are showing up, but they're not learning to get excited about their work. And so you can never be a true leader unless you bring this in. And you can never be a really great leader in the making without bringing this enthusiasm that you get to work. So today, right now, I want to share with you some tips that my father brought up about how you can go into your job, the job you have right now, not the job you hope to have and not somebody else's job, and you can learn how to get excited about your work. So in the book, my father said, life isn't about doing what you like to do. It's a matter of doing what you ought to do and what you need to do. And my dad had a really interesting perspective. Um, he passed away just one week shy of, of uh, turning 81. This is back in October of 2008. So when he grew up, when he was a young person, he grew up in the throes of the depression. And every Everybody was out of work back then. Sound familiar? Okay. And my dad watched his father and his father, even if he didn't have a job, he would go out and work. And so what my father really realized was that all work is a privilege. And a lot of us think that we're entitled to work. We're just entitled to this paycheck. We're entitled to show up at a job that makes us feel good and makes us happy and meets all our needs. And that's a really selfish perspective. Okay. You need to get enthusiastic about your work because really all work is really a privilege. And when you look at work that way, you really are going to understand that you can bring this gratitude and this thankfulness. And even if it's a job you really want to do, when you're thankful for it, you treat it with respect. And folks, I mean, I got my first job at 14. I flipped burgers. I worked in summer camps. I did janitorial. I did retail. I worked in department stores. I did all kinds of things. And all work I did, I did as if you know, it was an important job that I had to do because every job is important that you have to do. So I love the statement, if you aren't fired with enthusiasm, you will be fired with enthusiasm. So you don't just want to show up at work. And leaders, you can't just sit there in the chair and say, hey, I made it. Leaders, you set the pace. And a lot of times the workforce, we talked about emotional contagion. The more excited and enthused you are as a leader, 
the more excited and enthused your team members are going to be. And if you're in the leadership role and you're sitting there dreading to come in or you're sitting in your staff meetings and you're just not feeling it, you are doing your organization a great disservice because the followers, the co-leaders, the people underneath you are going to feed off your energy. So that's why leaders, the law of leadership is no matter what you do, you get excited about it. And my father always said to me, if you ain't happy where you is, it's a cinch you ain't be happy where you ain't. And what he meant by that is a lot of us sit there and say, oh, well, if I had a better job or my next job, this isn't my dream job, I'll be happy. Guys, it's so easy to be happy in your dream job. The point is, if you can be learning to find joy and enthusiasm in something that's not your dream job, that's the hardest and most important things to make. Because even if you do have your dream job right now, I have my dream job. I'm running my own company. There are days when it doesn't really feel like my dream job. So enthusiasm is always going to have to be an integral part of it. So every job that you're in is, impo is important, otherwise it shouldn't or it wouldn't exist. So the leader has a really important role in setting the stage for the tone for the atmosphere. My father would always say that. Atmosphere just doesn't come out of nowhere. Somebody has to come into the organization and create the atmosphere. And if the leader comes in and is charged up and optimistic and hopeful and, and dedicated, that is going to follow on to the followers and they're hopefully going to pick that up. So that's my father's take on leadership. Now let's talk about the role that followers have in the organization, because it's not just up to the leader to set the vibe in the organization. That is really up to each of the members that's in the organization as well. And if you're volunteering or drawing a paycheck or, or whatever, helping out or recommending, you need to be part of creating that atmosphere. So I heard this great uh, illustration and it said, are you either a thermometer or a thermostat. Okay, so if you're a thermostat, you are passive. If the organization is cold and toxic, guess what? You reflect that. You become cold and toxic. If there's ethical breaches, guess what? You're like, well, if everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it too. Mm, we don't want that, okay? You want to be a thermostat. And what that means is you're active. If you go into an organization that is cold or down or in a downward spiral, you come in and you ratchet up that uh temperature. You create the atmosphere. You let people know, hey, this is how we're going to talk to each other. This is how we're going to respond to one another. These are the stand. You raise the bar. Okay. So it's so important as followers that even if you go into your branch or your organization and you've got some people that are less than enthused, that's on them. You dial in your behavior, you own your attitude that you come to work and don't let those, uh, don't let those suckers keep you down. Okay. We've all been in places like that, but the only person you are responsible for is yourself. And trust me, your leaders will notice. Lord knows we have a sea of thumb suckers out there in any organization. And when you get a follower that comes in and just says, you know what, I'm going to own my attitude. I'm going to be positive about this. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to set the, the higher standard. You stick out like a sore thumb because there's so many sore thumbs. You're actually a good thumb. Okay. So you want to make sure that before you can get in the leadership chair, you also have to prove yourself. And I know a lot of people, I've been in organizations where I was a follower and some of my other followers, oh, I'm sorry to confess this too, me as well, I would sit there and say, oh, I could do it so much better if I was the leader. But guys, you have to prove yourself before you can get into the leadership chair. You have to learn how to follow rules, follow instructions, follow feedback, okay? You have to be able to receive things. You have to be open to hearing it. You have to be open to receiving it. And then you have to be willing to take that feedback 
feedback and not just say, my boss is an idiot. They don't know what they're talking about, but sit there and put it into you and put it to work and hone yourself to be a better follower. That's what really it's all about. So the more enthusiastic you are as a follower, the more noticeable you are going to be to your hierarchy. And in leadership literature, they say that 80% of the success of an organization is up to the followers. There's so many more of us in an organization. And the more self-aware, self-disciplining, self-regulating we are, the more our leader is able to work on the bigger picture stuff. All right. Case in point, I once actually got hired for a job because of my attitude and my enthusiasm. So it was about uh, 15 years ago, and I worked for a government contracting agency, and I needed to have this specific kind of contracting experience experience on my resume before they would hire me. Well, I had been to war and I knew how to run things operationally. So I put my name in the hat, got selected for the job and they said, okay, we'll put you in as the interim. We cannot put you in full time because you need to have this specific experience for two years before we can do it. So I said, sure. I'm fine with that. Is the pay the same? And they said, yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. It's just a title. I'll be the interim. So I go into this learning, getting to know people, uh, meeting people, diving in, learning the new acronyms, how stuff is done. And about six weeks into this, I got called up to the sixth floor. And that's where the big cheeses live. And they said to me, Tracy, we've decided to um, waive the requirement for the two years of specific contracting experience. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're going to appoint you from the interim to the permanent project manager. And I said, well, wow, this is tremendous news, but what made you change your mind? And they said, well, we saw with your sense of enthusiasm and can-do spirit, we knew everything was going to be okay. All right. So just not to emphasize, yes, you, you can't just be all emotion and happy all the time. You have to have some kind of capability, but you can have all the capability in the world. And if you don't have enthusiasm to get the job done, it doesn't matter. You're just one of those people that, that just kind of get in the way. And we've all worked in people like that. We call them educated idiots. And I can remember a few that, oh my gosh, when they were not at work, we were so happy because even though they were really smart, they were just really a pain in the butt to get anything done with. Okay. So enthusiasm, you can have capability, but you also have the enthusiasm and the intentionality to bring that kind of um, energy into work. So that entails discipline and Booker T. Washington, we have a wonderful little booklet called character building. Check out, we'll put the link at the bottom of this on character building. And Booker T. Washington said, the cleaning of rooms has a great deal to do with the forming of one's character. Mm, isn't that beautiful? And I can remember I went to five years of military school. I went to New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell, New Mexico, and I went to the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So love the West. And for any of my alumni out there, hi, everybody. Uh, but one of the things we had in the on Saturday mornings was called a SAMI, S-A-M-I, and that stood for uh, Saturday Morning Inspection. And anyone that's been through that through military training, they'd come in and check your rooms and flip a quarter on your bed and you had to make sure your floor was shiny and we had to pull um, our bed sheets so tight and all of us has this little scar on our hand right here <laughs> where the springs would cut, you know pull into our hands but it's a badge of honor but anyway so the bottom line was hey we're training to go to war what's it matter how I fold my socks and underwear it matters a lot because if you can't do the little things if you can't get excited about the doing the little things no one's going to trust you to get excited about doing the big things and General Patton has one of my favorite quotes and we also have a little book on General Patton, too. And he says, if you can't get them to salute when they should salute or wear the clothes you tell them to wear, how are you going to get them to die for their country? All right. And so the point is the devil's in the details. And so you followers out there that want to be leaders, 
The more you can get excited about the little tasks they ask you to do, you step up. You don't just jump to the top of the ladder. You have to climb it. And so the more you can do the smaller tasks with excellence and especially with enthusiasm, boy, the coast is clear for you to continue that upward trajectory. But the other thing is, if you don't care why should your boss care? If you don't care about doing the small things right, don't sit there and act surprised when you get passed over for promotions or why you're not included in the group's in group. All right. So I have had so many jobs. I talked a little bit about them. And one of the things, um, there's a great Napoleon uh, Hill quote, and he says, if you're not learning while you're earning, you missed out on the better part of your compensation. So every job I've ever had, I knew it wasn't my final job, but I knew I had to have all these little jobs in the meantime, so I could get to that eventual great job at the end of the road. And why have a little job if you're just going to complain or be a sourpuss about it? You're going to get fired. Okay. And and people aren't going to want to work with you. And you're not going to be a good customer service rep because you're just going to be a very disagreeable person. So you want to make sure that every job that you have, no matter what it is or where you are in your, in your, um, in your ascent to being a leader, especially emerging leaders, everything you do, learn to get excited about it, okay? Because the more you're excited about it, the more you put into the job, the more the job's going to deliver back to you. And my father would always say to me, Tracy, if you want a better job, do a better job and you'll have a better job. So as everybody's going back to work, I would recommend to everybody or just suggest really go in there with a new heightened sense of enthusiasm and attitude. And here is my favorite joke that really signifies this point. Okay. So this guy was out of work. It was tough. Times were really tough out there. And he got in the one ads. And for those of you that don't know what they are, in my day, we used to have to open up a newspaper and get on a landline and call people and, and show up for jobs. Okay. So anyways, he got in the one ads and he saw that there was an opening down at his local zoo. Well, he thought, I'm desperate. I don't know anything about this job, but I'm going to go down there. So he goes down and he talks to the zookeeper and the zookeeper says, hey, buddy, listen, times are tough all over. Our gorilla just died. All right. And the gorilla was one of the main draws at our zoo. So what we need somebody to do is take this monkey suit that we got, this gorilla suit, put it on and go out there into the gorilla cage and make people think that the gorilla is still alive. Well, the guy thinks to himself, oh, my Lord, I, I, this isn't what I trained for. This isn't my dream job. But he thought, you know what? I'm desperate right? So, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So he goes out there and he says yes to the job. He says, yes, that's the first thing. So he goes out there in the gorilla cage and he's kind of standing around, just kind of looking around and, and tourists are walking around, looking at him, visitors, and they're just kind of looking at him. And he remembers he had listened to this podcast and he thinks to himself, I need to get excited about this work. So he starts kind of shuffling around and a little bit. And he notices that the more animated he becomes, the greater the crowds of people that come to check him out. So all of a sudden, a next day comes and he starts really scratching and jumping around and making noises and stuff like that. And he's delighting the fans and they're throwing him peanuts and bananas and all kinds of things. So he's drawn bigger and bigger crowds. The more he ups his game, the more people come to see him. Well, he looks and he sees that there is a trapeze, a swing at the top of his cage. Well, one day he gets up on that trapeze and he starts swinging back and forth and the crowd's going wild. The higher he goes, the more they're just cheering and screaming and yelling and one day he gets to swing in so high that he flies up out of the gorilla cage, flies up out of the top and lands right smack in the middle of the lion's den. Well, he gets up and he shakes his head and he looks and he sees the lions are charging right towards him. And he gets up and he yells, help, help, somebody save me. 
And just then one of the lions jumps on him, grabs him by the throat and says, you better shut up or we're all going to get fired. All right. So isn't that an awesome joke? So whenever somebody sits there at work and complains, you can just turn to them and say, you better shut up or we're all going to get fired. So I hope that story reminds you no matter what, it's all about what you bring to the job. And if you can get learning, learning to get excited about any job that you have, especially the worse the job, the more excitement, this is just going to mold you as a follower and it's going to develop you as a leader quicker than anything else you could possibly do. So I hope you enjoyed our first function of followership. And if you could leave us a comment before something in this webinar that you thought um, piqued your interest, we answer all our comments. Please, it, wherever you listen to us on YouTube, um, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, Spotify, uh, please leave us a five-star review. We'd be honored. Also, check out the links that we have listed below. We can um, get you set up with the books that we've talked about. And make sure you go to Tremendous Leadership, sign up for our Tremendous Newsletter. We got free eBooks. We got free podcasts. We got free web webinars, webinars. That's kind of cool. We got all kinds of great things. And also please reach out to me at tremendousleadership.com. Or if you or your organization would, would like some more help in learning how to get excited about your work. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.